0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network Sissoko finally waited Ericsson low great ball into the middle what a save by Heaton tonight's Davison
1: Sanchez Lucas Moura and belted into the equilibrium goal on debut Tongue
2: has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it a great goal! Steven Bergwijn has
1: arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on
2: debut! Aurier!
0: What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First to Kane. Good area for Spurs. A cage, not afraid
1: to shoot. Wow! What a goal, Hurricane! That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason.
0: Terry in the Burnley backline. Son breaks forward.
2: Oh wow! What a run, Minson from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals
1: of his Spurs career.
0: All right. Good evening. Welcome to another new Spurs order the Pod under the Touchline fracker banner. Uh, I'll be a host again tonight. X Pack uh, joined by a fairly star-studded cast tonight. Not hiding from the grind. Uh, firstly, up Goldberg. How you doing? I'm
2: I'm good. Um, probably not feeling as as happy with the team as I was the last time I was on the pod, but it's only a blip, and we move
0: we move indeed and uh booker t how are you doing man
3: Uh yeah i'm good man i'm good bro uh happy to be back in the pod with you guys it's, it's been a little while i've just been preoccupied with a few things but yeah man um spurs man yeah well, it is what it is bro
0: <laughs> and uh scott hall uh how are you doing and what would you rather be watching right now spurs play or paw patrol
1: uh Patrol, bro. It's not even a question. <laughs> um, I've vexed.
0: Like I have got
1: I've got nothing nice to say for the next hour or so. Yeah, I'm I'm back, people. The bad
0: guy's back. I'm
1: furious.
3: <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough, bro.
0: All right. Um, we'll get into it. I just want to say just a quick rest in peace to Gian Piero Ventroni. I honestly thoughts so with the family and the team at this time. Obviously, past um announced he's passed away earlier today was a um, fitness coach of conte's and they've uh, known each other for decades so yeah it's quite a sudden one and um again rest in peace um but getting into the north London derby we've got obviously some ops watching and tucking into uh tucking into our pain after their recent UEFA conference league win um Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we had the North London derby off the back of the international break. Um, fans were wanting a three-five-two going into this game. It basically said that uh, Kolaszewski was injured prior to prior to the game. Um, I just wanted to kind of get the expectations from a kind of your frame of reference back then. So, uh, Scott Hall, if you were uh, to kick that off. What would lineup? Or what kind of lineup were you expecting slash the result?
1: Oh, I was expecting the lineup that we got, you know. Man stopping stubborn. He didn't want to change up things. So I expected it to be exactly what it was. And the result was exactly what I expected it to be. We don't turn up at that stadium. We haven't turned up at that stadium for a good number of years now. Outside of, say, cup competition, of course. Um, but why? You know, that lineup. Listen, Conte can remain stubborn for whatever reason it is. Yeah. But you can only remain stubborn when the results are in your favor. Not necessarily the performance, it doesn't really matter. You could you can you can play horrible and, and keep winning games and all that kind of stuff. But when 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 it's you play horrible and the result goes against you, big man, you need to you need to step back and ask yourself what you're doing wrong. Um He persists with playing MSU. I don't know why. He persists with playing Hoisin. I don't know why. (laughs) He persists with having Son on the pitch, despite the fact that this guy is now known as the Broken Son because he doesn't want to give us anything like he did towards the back end of last season. He just persists with mandem that ain't delivering. He don't want to trust... Basuma, because I don't know. I don't I couldn't tell you why he doesn't want to trust Basuma. I don't even know why he doesn't even want to try Basuma yet. Yeah? But that beef needs to die quick. He doesn't want to try Spence. I don't understand what's going on over here, big man. Yeah. But he wants to persist with certain man. He like, all right, Kulu's is injured. Cool. But big man, we saw that game. Yeah. Sons passing. Lane up play. Ew. It stunk. Absolutely stunk. I don't know where his feet have ended up going, but they haven't returned. Yeah, And we need them back fast. I know he scored three goals off the bench against Leicester, Leicester City. Big man, if that's the case, Keep him on the bench and just have him as an impact player. He might as well be the South Korean Jermaine Defoe for all I care. Because right now, I don't want to see him in the
0: starting eleven. Fair enough. Um, Tops. How did you feel going into that game? And um, I guess how the kind of first half played out up until, I guess their goal.
3: Um, like if I'm honest with you. Uh, when I think about these North London derby games, especially at Arsenal, I think we haven't won there in like, the last, I think, eight or maybe 11 attempts or something like this. I don't know. We haven't um, won there
1: since, since Kabul's head up. So, what,
3: 2005? Uh, we won, in the,
1: we won in the Carabao Cup. doesn't count. So, we haven't That's won in the league. We're talking about league play. OK,
3: so, yeah, so in the league, probably, yeah, it's been a minute. Um... In my head, to be honest with you, I actually kept, I just kept saying to myself, the only way that I would like us to really set up, or in my opinion, I, can, I actually said it to the touchline guys on a Saturday morning before the game, that the only way I felt that like we could ever get a result was if we actually went three-five-two, Um so that we could try and match them in midfield, because that's where I felt that they're like probably the strongest.
0: Mm, um, a lot so of fans wh- were saying that too.
3: So when I saw the team, uh, I mean, to be honest with you as well, like recently, my, my mood, I know it's been a bit indifferent about Emerson. But again, generally, when I see teams that have got Emerson in it, I tend to just start to um, think less of what could potentially happen in that game. So when, it was, so when I seen Emerson on there, oh, I was like, again, a bit, all right, whatever. Um, strangely, the first half wasn't actually that bad. I actually think in many respects we fine. We gave we gave up the ball a lot. We gave them a lot of the possession. Um they created some good chances and you know, they got an early goal. Um and even then I still think there were opportunities. We had the Richarlison opportunity, um you know, we had like little spells in the game that I felt actually we were kind of in control. And to be honest with you, I actually felt when we got the penalty, we actually were in the ascendancy a little bit. Like, even like like uh, Yao said, that one pass that I expected to be a, a like a simple sort of five ten slide wall pass from Sun to Richarlison that was an easy. Uh, in my opinion, that. That, that was an easy pass to make. And suddenly, you suddenly have, you know, the penalty and you, maybe you make something of that chance. Maybe the Richarlison chance goes in. It's looking like a different half. So going into the first half, 1-1, Um, I wasn't unhappy. I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy. Um, if anything, I was actually quite surprised. And for me, in my mind, actually, even after they scored to make it 1-0, I kept saying, if we can get into the half as a draw then we can then assess where we are and maybe use something or change something or tweak something just to maybe just get over the edge or get over the line in the second half. And um, in typical Spurs fashion, um, a couple things happened and then, yeah, we know how the second half went.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it it kind of told the story of what a lot of our games have been like this season. Like we'd start the first half poorly. We would kind of... Give it the ball, and then even quite often, a lot of the time, we'd make small tweaks without there even being a goal from the opposition, without even needing a change. We would just make small tweaks to uh, the way we press the high defensive line, and just generally how aggressive we would be. And we'd just get back into the game, and you'd feel like, okay, the longer the game went on, it would actually favor Spurs. So I see Goldberg, you were at the game as well, I believe. No, I wasn't.
2: I didn't go. I didn't go.
0: You didn't go in the end. Okay, no, fair enough. I didn't go. I didn't um go. that would actually explain why I didn't get updates um almost instantly. Um I so see going into that second half, I got the feeling from obviously most of the chat, including yourself, that we would still be in line to at least get a good result, and not lose the game. So see, so going into it. Let's see what did you think and obviously um go over how it how it played out ultimately?
2: Yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, like heading into the half, like I do think that they were the better side in the first half. But I felt like we had a relatively, a relatively good spell, in fact, decent spell from minute thirty to minute forty-three, where I thought like not only did we were we able to get a foothold back into the game, but we were able to actually create situations where if the final pass was better, um, we probably would have had more attempts and more like clear opportunities and clear sights at goal. Um, but I guess that sort of speaks to the tactic that Conte deploys, right? And I was having this argument with a couple of my friends, even Dan Coog saying like, when you play that way, your, your attackers have to be perfect. And I think he's right. Like when we set up that way and we know that we're only gonna break X number of times, then we need those breaks to be meaningful. And what I saw in the second half was a continuation of the first half, where it was Arsenal by by and large dominating the opening exchanges of the second half, similar to how they did in the first half. And they got their goal from a fortuitous a fortuitous uh, circumstance and a shocking howler from Lloris. I don't know what it is with Lloris and these big games. I don't get it. Someone who's experienced Lloris on is. As class as he's been, like he's been one of our best players this season. I think we were talking about it. Um, there was a tweet going around a couple, literally like a week and a half ago. And Loris was the name that was on most people's tweet in terms of who best players this season. And similar to last season, similar to the season before, similar to the season before, Loris will be excellent for for 80% of the game, 80% of the games, and then we'll save these mistakes for the big matches. And then that just skews the perception. So it just takes away any relevance in his form. The previous couple of games, and people say, "Oh, yeah, he made a mistake in this game. Oh, he's washed," and he's he isn't washed, but he is error prone when it comes to these high pressure situations, and it's ridiculous. It's flipping ridiculous. He's not washed. Bet, You're
1: right.
2: He's. Weak. I don't know why he. Had, I don't know exactly. I don't know why he. <laughs> to, I, I really don't understand why why he has to do it, and it's not just Arsenal, Man City. It's. We can talk about errors. I'm not sure if he's made... I'm not sure if he's made it any against Chelsea. I think he might have made one or two against Man United. But the high-profile games, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. But, yeah, for me, I can't really have many complaints about the second half. Um, I did feel at half-time that, like, we look like we can score some goals if we can get the the, um, execution right in the final third. But second half... We couldn't really lay a glove on them, man. The only thing of note that we did before the red card was a really good pass from Harry Kane into Romero for yet another 2v2 or 2v1 where, again, easy pass to Sun, and Sun has a chance at goal and Romero fluffed the pass. Um, yeah. But uh, apart from that, listen, like, I can't complain. Like, they dominated the second half. Even after the goal that Jesus scored, they had another one, point-blank Kedah, Jesus... He has to get it on target, really and truly. That should have been a goal. That should have been 3-1, lights out. And Chicken Royale... Chicken Royale is going to Chicken Royale, man. Um, I didn't want him to start the game, but I acknowledge that if he's going to start the game, you you would expect that these are the type of games where he he, he puts in a a decent performance. These are the type of games where he's sort of earned his stay of execution with Conte. The games like Arsenal, so similar games, Liverpool, Man City... um, And, yeah, Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal last season at home, these games where we play in a low block, that's where he sort of earned his credit with Conte. And you're just thinking to yourself, this is the one thing you're meant to be in the team for, to defend. And for me, barring a few moments in towards... barring probably like a 12-minute spell towards the first half, towards the end of the first half, I don't really think he felt comfortable in this game. And then he just goes and does something so moronic. Like... I'm not even here for the discussion about where is it a yellow card? Is it a red card? Because it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Facts, facts, facts. And the funny thing is he doesn't really make that many mistakes. It's mad. He's just shit offensively. Like he's not really someone who's error prone defensively. um, But that one was just head loss. Martinelli's going nowhere. He's literally going nowhere. He's going back into his own goal. He's in his own half. There's no danger. And he does that. So, respectfully, I'm not trying to hear whether it's a yellow card or a red. If you're stepping in studs in on someone's ankle, no intent to play the ball, I'm not going to complain that you're getting sent off. It's, da- it's daft. And I'm, 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 it wasn't
1: a step I'm glad. He
2: I'm, 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 I'm so glad he's banned for three games. I don't want to see this guy play for <laughs> first. I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't. Like... Even the even the decent games he's played well for us this season. I keep asking myself, yo, like when are you actually gonna do something in the final third? What's the point Jeez. in playing you? I'm tired of talking about oh he's a wing back. He's a wing back. I don't where, care. Where, where where
1: was this where was this anger for Heysen? That's what I want to hear right now, bro.
2: Where was this beef your he season. He's been one of our best yeah. Don't compare, <laughs> don't compare, <laughs> don't compare hey. that chicken. Do not compare that chicken to Hojbjerg. Hojbjerg has actually hey. had consistent performances for do Don't compare that rotten pieces, pieces of cabbage, bro. The guy crossed the halfway line. The guy crossed the halfway line. And Sai saying, Cy saying it, it wasn't a stamp. Well, it wasn't an attempt to play the ball. It's not a mistake. He's nowhere near the ball. He's literally, he's, he's literally gone studs in on Martinelli's ankle. So it's it's daft.
1: You know who makes mistakes like that? Poison. Oh. Listen. listen. Uh, funnily enough. When did you enough. see him get taken off for such a nonsense? Wait, wait. It, it the other saying, person
0: yeah. engaging Martinelli in that challenge was in fact Huy-Bierg and Didn't do anything clumsy. Although it, it was clumsy. I didn't think it was a red card anyway. But anyway, no. Listen, all, all it, I'm going to do is
1: this man. year. We've got... Three, maybe four players, maybe four at a stretch. Yeah, that <laughs> shouldn't be starting. They 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 shouldn't be starting one either because their performance don't don't deserve them to start, or they're just not good enough to be started. But at Tottenham Hotspurs, we are a club that give opportunity to the needy, and these men need to disappoint the world, and so they're at our club and disappointing the world for free, and we're paying them to do so. Hey,
3: listen, man. Listen, man. That You said that Royale guy, man? Yeah. He needs to pay. He needs to get a refund on, on that neuroscientist still. That neuroscientist that's trying to help him improve in all of these elite games, um, to to come to compete in these high-pressure moments. He needs a refund. Because any normal person will be able to tell you that Martinelli, you're 2-1 you're down. Martinelli's going nowhere. You're on the flank. There's no danger in your in your defensive half. Why are you going to step in? Why are you even going to go near him? If you're going to foul him, pull him down. What on earth? Where you missed the ball completely will tell you. Oh, what I'm doing is is right or wrong? Like the guy. Uh, Listen, I'm. I just. Please. I've just. i those
1: just Because it's it's not to make him better. You see, you man didn't read the full article. You pay those peas. Yeah, for the man to make him find out whether he's Brazilian or not. Yeah, and clearly the money has been spent well because he knows now through this guy that he's paid, yeah, that he's not Brazilian, he's not even a human, he's not an alien, (laughs) he is a report. Yeah, this guy is not supposed to be playing, he's a default character, he's a calf, he's a created character on FIFA, bruv. He is useless, he is default. Listen, if you go and check his stats, I bet everything's white. Everything is white, which means he hasn't got 70% or nothing. He hasn't got 75% or nothing. He hasn't got 80%. This guy he, is without like shadow 90%. of a doubt. Uh, listen, I'll say it as far as this. If he played in the Church League, he'd be one of the worst players. <laughs>
0: you know what? Yeah, you
1: know Let what, that marinate as to how bad he is.
2: The thing with Emerson is, yeah, like, it's not even one of them ones where, like, like I'll be i'll accept he's actually like, even against the game we'll talk about at Frankfurt. I actually thought he was okay as far as Emerson performances go on Wednesday. I think he defended well and I think he protected the ball well on our half. But yet again, the same thing we keep talking about, the same thing we talk about when he defends good, the same thing when we talk we talk about when we when we he defends bad, the same thing when we talk about when he defends meaty, you just watch it with your eyes. He's not good enough to be playing for spurs. Nobody can convince me that this guy is, is good enough to play for Tottenham. He's not good enough. And if you're telling me that he's he's good enough to play for Spurs, then our then our standards. I have to question our standards because this guy ain't it. I don't know how he survived this summer. I really don't. I don't understand it. Yao's talking about the money that he used to spend on, on him not being Brazilian. He should have spent that he should have spent that money on Pogba's witch doctor. At least he could have got some some juju out of it. Some juju out of it, bro. Oh yeah, no, no, he's the uh, witch
0: doctor. A better right wing back is, is hitting people yeah. that are not even involved not what, in, what, um, in, the, in the spell. Yeah, he got the witch Do doctor. You hear what Papa said? No. Bob
2: was, brother said that he used the witch doctor to neutralize Mbappe, and if you don't go watch that game, Mbappe oh my was God. missing in action. Like it, it couldn't work. He <laughs> just couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> hit a barn door. Hey, you hey. fam. Just hey, don't if put juju a- on yourself.
1: Listen that's that's really the game in particular Pogba I, I've I've heard through the grapevine that you listen to our podcast yeah swing <laughs> us a call bruv yeah seeing as you're not playing football right now we we need some of that uh, that, that that spice that pepper the pepinion bruv uh, right, man. Now, no, Emerson, right now Emerson, Emerson, talking yeah, about against us
3: no man that, that 800k that he spent it's not looking good bruv
2: like, listen, bro. He's. A, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's got his his Brazilian link up with Richarlison and Mora. Like, positive in the dressing room, big man. I don't care. Like, you're just not good enough. I'm Blame tired of going. Brazilian ambassador, No, big man. Thing. I'm tired of going to games and, and seeing him play for Spurs. I don't. I don't like it, bro. Do you? you not like starts him? You, know who starts him? Huh? you
1: know who starts him?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we need to get. We need to speak on him. We need to um, speak on him. And we, we will. We, we need to speak on him. Not just for this game, but for Frankfurt. So well. we need to speak on
0: him. We will, we will. And, um, Yeah, I was going to, I wasn't even going to debate the red card. Um, But we, um I'm obviously slightly relieved. I think I'm slightly relieved that he is banned for three league games, which is why I'm not, I don't necessarily hate the red card that much. Obviously at the time. I'm glad. Because that's a pretty big fourth. game. But, it was Like when we were previewing the North London derby, I think me and Sy spoke about right wing backs for like nearly half an hour. Um, so it'd be interesting to see Conte being forced to to make a change, whether that be you know, Doherty and Spence. And we do need to talk on Conte as well. There's been um a massive narrative that really its uh its head after the North London derby. And there's um a lot of fans obviously asking, you know, is are Spurs and Conte too defensive? I mean, is this like a genuine thing or are Spurs fans or other fans kind of bandwagoning it just for you know for, for clicks and slander or whatever else? I don't know. Are we too defensive?
2: I think we have been at times this season. Yep. Generally, I don't think we are, but I think this season at times we have been.
0: But it's, I, a, it's I, a I weird thing because do we set up to be that defensive or are the players just not playing that well? Because my thing it's is, we problem. it's we a mixture of both. Okay. So, yeah,
3: my... I, 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 think, I think, like, like the guys have said, I think it's a mixture of both. I think, from a tactical perspective, I think we could probably benefit from just, from just taking up positions that I think are a bit further in the up the field, so that we don't mm-hmm. constantly, um, like, like so against Arsenal, I think we gave up like sixty-five percent mm-hmm. possession, twenty-two shots, like. One of the things that I think that we started the season well was our ability to reduce the chance creation and actually stop teams from getting in in, in areas where they could basically create high xG chances. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what's happened in the in the last like few weeks but we've almost to have reverted to a point whereby we are now allowing teams to have the ball consistently and we're allowing teams to also enter in areas that we weren't allowing them into. In the beginning of the season, like right. in many ways, I don't really know as well what has happened because I feel like, in terms of the intensity of our defense, it's somewhat reduced. Uh, like from my perspective, me or well, me personally, I've never really trusted the fullbacks that we we've had, and even when we signed Perisic, like I'm not, I'm now talking for both flanks. Like I'm looking at Perisic, funny even defense from a defensive perspective. I'm actually like kind of questioning what he's been doing, but then. I'm also of the opinion that, like, I feel like Conte needs to understand that for this tactic to work, because the one thing I do like about this tactic is that, or the one thing that I can actually give him credit for is that there has been moments where it has worked. The back end of last season, uh, it was very, very positive. The game against Southampton, we start the season, it was very positive. Like, even when, even when we changed it a little bit against Leicester, it was very positive. But I also just feel that he needs to not be, and I don't want to say stubborn, but he needs to just understand that there are moments where we're going to have to change it, where we can't just be soaking up the pressure. And like Tobe said, we can't just be in moments whereby when we have soaked up the pressure and we've turned it into a counter, that we have to be super clinical. Like, what annoys me is that I'm hearing Spurs fans say stuff like, This football is worse than Jose football. Like I find that remarkable because you watch Jose football, and I'm sorry, you take into account three things. You're talking first of all, you you had attackers who were over, over their xG, way over their xG in terms of how clinical they were. You had a team that had basically no defensive structure, no pressing. Routine, no pressing cont- uh no pressing tactic. And three, you had a team that was extremely indisciplined from a fitness perspective. So like for people to say, Oh, this is worse than Jose football, I think you need to just take into account that that was then and we managed to scrape ourselves to fifth with Jose, whatever, into a into a cup final, blah blah. But and if you look at the way that we've played in the positive moments under Conte, it's been way, way more positive. It's looked way, way better structured. The players seem to understand that this is a clear system and there's a clear directive in the type of way that we play. And when it, it works, it works really well. And how can we quantify that? We were able to get ourselves into the Champions League off the back end of a very good a very good season, which we ended, you know, in the top four. So I just think that people need to just maybe just, just reduce a little bit. I feel like right now we're in a funny moment. Like, you know, we've lost what two games all season one in the league I, I I don't think it's as bad as people are like as people are saying in my opinion I, I don't think it's too defensive I, I just feel that we just need to tweak it a little bit in my opinion that is just my personal opinion
1: I mean I mean that's nice that's that's nice but I disagree <laughs> you know why I disagree because Conte got in or should I say the club got in six seven new players maybe six I can't remember exactly. But we got in six new players That have come in Now if you look at the names of the players that have come in You can easily look at it and be like "All right, cool, some of these players Can literally go straight into the starting 11 Just on the basis Of what we saw last season Even if we haven't seen them in this First team, just on the basis Of what we saw some of these players do Last season, they could waltz Into our starting 11 But literally had Hoisin on skates every time he saw him yet hoisin starts ahead of him with and and the reason why because conte feels he's in discipline towards his, his formation okay fine the manager has his formation he feels the players in discipline emerson has done nothing good in his life not a single thing apart from sign for spurs that's the best thing he did you know why because we were stupid enough to make this guy A starting right wing back. Or right winger, whatever you want to call him. And now, you mean to tell me that Jed Spence, who had a fantastic season last season, fantastic. Can't get ahead of him. You mean to tell me that Matthew Doherty, whose arse is absolutely crap, but can't get ahead of a guy that has no nationality, Because you can't be Brazilian and play football like that. He has no affiliation to no country under the bloody sun. But he's our starting right back. And then you have the audacity to go and spend $60 on Richarlison. But! But! Keep Son on for nearly 90 minutes, for nearly eight games straight. And we (laughs) all... Every single one of us saw this guy stink in every <laughs> single game. I don't even find one moment. There's not one moment, even from the first game. I went back and watched the Southampton game. I was like, I was in the stadium. Surely he wasn't that bad. Yeah. He assisted Dyer's goal. I was like, raw. outside of like what he did, he was ass. This guy gave us, he's given us stinkers. The Frankfurt game, oh my God, Jesus, on a pogo stick. What do you mean? Benton goes on a run, gives a five to 10-yard pass. The pace of the ball wasn't even killer. This guy claps it to the left back on his first touch. Listen, I've been with Son's father the whole way because I respect that guy. He knows football, yeah? And I'm here to tell the masses of Spurs fans and all those around the world that Son's father was right. That guy, his son, is not world class. He's arse, yeah? And I want him on the bench for the remainder of this season. I don't want him in a starting spot for the remainder. He is an impact player from this point on. I don't want to hear, this is my son. I don't want to hear none of that. He is an impact player for the remainder of this. I've never in my life and he has the audacity to have a documentary. let I delete it. Delete it immediately. Delete the entire thing immediately. Kuveleski, Kulu needs to freaking get fit now. Today. He needs to be fit today. Because that guy can never be substituted again. That is the these the only man. The only man on that pitch that deserves 90 minutes. Sons of mock! That's a super mock. What? What a fascio bruv. Son is a super muck. Hey, the other one's a muck. Son's a super muck. He doesn't get his name back till he freaking earns it. What a chief. He's
2: been poor. Listen, I think he's been, he's been poor, man. Um, He's been really poor. And the thing is, like, Sai says it in the comment as well, like, this is the poorest he's... Like, he thinks it's the poorest he's played. You know what? I feel like I hear that, like, how I hear that whenever Son has these spells... And the reason why I hear that is because like the problem with Son when he's in a funk is, and this is why I think it's rubber-stamp now that he's not a world-class player, even to me, is that when he isn't playing well, like you see that other, other like like your Kevin De Bruyne's and whatnot, when they're not playing well, when they're having stinkers, they can still influence the game somehow. Or even if they don't influence the game, there's a base level that they won't drop below. Son legitimately is playing like a two out of 10 a one out of 10 for the majority of the season so far. It is scary. It's absolutely scary. I remember the run. I think it was up until there was a period, uh, that period where from probably about like late January through to like maybe early March, I think he scored maybe like one or two goals in that period, but he was stinking. I remember games like Man United away, Brighton away, um, even games like Southampton where he scored, he was poor. Uh, Wolves at home, he was really poor. Like, he was playing bad, like, real bad. And I think that's my criticism with Son. Yeah. When you're playing bad, listen, every player isn't going to play well every game. But when you're playing bad, why does your level have to drop so low? Why does he, why does his level have to drop so low? Like, when he's playing bad, he is literally unrecognizable, like, unrecognizable. It's mental. (laughs) And it's, it's not even very,
3: not even, very... Go on. No, sir, sir, sir. Go, go,
2: go. No, I was just going to say, like, it's, it, it's it's problematic. And the thing is, normally, I'll defend Son. Like, Yao has these tarads at Son most seasons. I'll defend Son. Oh, he's gone now. I'll defend Son. But, like, I can't defend him this season. I can't. Like, when he's saying Son should be dropped, I don't, I don't see any objection to that. Like, you've bought a £60 million attacker. We've now got the luxury to drop Son. And I think that's no. one of the issues with. I think that's one of the issues with Conte now. Like, he's still playing and using this team as if we didn't, as if we didn't sign six six players in the summer, six, six seven players in the summer. And I know I get it. He's using like three of them. But the point I'm making is he's too reluctant to change things. He's too reluctant to change things from the off or from the bench. And I don't understand why because when he does change them. It normally works in Spurs' favour. When he switched up the formation against Chelsea, we got a draw. Okay, fortuitous circumstances in the lead-up um, to our equaliser. When he switched it up against Leicester, we got um, we came on we, we we went on to score like three goals. Do you get what I'm saying? Like when you switch it up, when you utilise this squad, more often than not, it leads to a positive outcome. So why he's so wedded to the idea that he has to play the 3-4-3 no matter what? Why? when Kulusevsky is not in this team you can see that there's there's clearly there's clearly a lack of balance in that attack son right. and son, son and richarlison are too narrow richarlison isn't comfortable on that right-hand side i know for all intents and purposes he can play right wing but i think it's become apparently clear that he's he not can't. comfortable he's not comfortable receiving the ball on that right-hand side he doesn't hang wide he normally comes narrow when he gets the ball it's it's not on his, it's not on, a, on on his favored foot He can't come. He can't cut inside and shoot. He can't take man on. He's nowhere near as effective as he is on the left hand side. Do you get what I'm saying? And the midfield. Can I? Why why did Something
1: please. Go on. on. Sorry, sorry, honourable gentleman uh, Goldberg. I'd like to address something uh, because I've seen the comments and uh, Claude has said it's fans like you know me and probably others why Tottenham have won nothing. Uh, Claude, we haven't won a trophy since 2008. Yeah, we've been to multiple semifinals, four finals in which Kane has been a part of three of those, if I'm correct, and we've won nothing. Kane has scored in absolutely none of those finals. Now, let me make one very valid point to you right here. It's not fans like me as to why Tottenham win nothing. It's players that don't turn up as to why Tottenham have won nothing, okay? That's the reason why we've won absolutely diddly squat in nearly 14 years. Now, we have a squad. That's the whole point of the game, of having a squad capable of getting you over the hill. Conte didn't have a squad in terms of depth last year. He didn't have one. Yet, we somehow managed to scrape over the hill, yeah? And yet, we've now picked up six more players, This is going to be one of the most intensive seasons known to man. There is a World Cup for the first time in any of our lifetimes in winter. Literally from November the 26th, there is a World Cup. There's going to be roughly 18, maybe probably 16 games. 16 games played between now and just the league alone. Between now and towards the end, Before we get to Christmas. And you mean to tell me it's fans like me that are calling for a player who's giving you nothing. Absolutely. Ask for eight games to be dropped as to why Spurs have won nothing. No, it's us persisting with players playing while playing crap as to why we've won nothing. Do you know why managers like Pep, Ferguson, Ancelotti get so many accolades and so many? It's not just the players that they have. They know when to switch it up. They know when to change things. You know when Conte has made two of the best decisions this season? When he's made substitutions at the right time. When he's changed things. He drops Son for the Leicester City game. Son comes off the bench, scores a hat-trick. People automatically think, oh, he definitely needs to start. No, that's not how it works. Son has been poor this season. You need to let a player know, look, you can't just be waltzing into our starting eleven. That's why I'm one of the very few fans that have been calling for a super striker or a striker at least to put Kane on the bench. Why? Because I don't want him to be just thinking, regardless, I'm going to play. But it's fine. Stand by the team and I guess they'll win something, right? Yeah? I've stood by Spurs for 31 years. The last trophy I saw, I was in university. And man are telling me to remain positive. For what? Big man, <laughs> switch it up when time calls upon it. You went and signed one of, one of, apparently, the best centre mids outside of the top six. Yet you have not riding the bench. You have not riding the bench underneath a guy who he spun and probably spins in training day in,
2: day out. yeah. That's you know ridiculous.
1: What?
2: I think, and the thing is, the thing is, yeah, like, there's not a single person... Oh,
1: no, I d- and I don't want Conte out. I
2: just yeah, want exactly. to be a match. Yeah, there's not a single person in, um, in our chat who would even think of that right now. Not a single person. And what's funny is, even in other chats, like, my friends call me the Conte defender. And I am, in some respects, because I actually, I feel like, May not some fans may not like it, but I feel like he's doing Spurs a favour by being here, because I don't think at the time we got him, we had we had a right to get him with our performances. I think obviously money talks, but let's be real—he could have easily got a better job than 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 this one. But that doesn't mean that he's above criticism. And when we've experienced this mini blip, I think what I what what I like about Conte is the last time we had a blip earlier on in the year. He found a way to get through it and the team got playing again, got playing even better. Now, under lesser, lesser circumstances, because it's only, what, two losses this season, Spurs are still in a good position in the league. Spurs, not the position we won in the Champions League, but win our next two Champions League games and we're probably top of the group. Like, now is the opportunity in this hectic period is for you to, to fix it. Like Owen said, like Top said, start. Switching the approach from game to game, start pressing a little bit higher, start utilizing the team. You don't have to play free attackers. I couldn't believe that the same free attackers started again, especially considering Kuliseski. we don't have a return date. We don't have a return date for Kuliseski.
1: what what happened what What kind of injury is it because I didn't hear what what injury it was UEFA Champions League football is streaming on Paramount plus nine months of heart stopping hold your breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every game from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona, and more in football's biggest club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage
0: time, and extra time, and stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live Exclusively on Paramount Plus.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I know he had to have an MRI. I'm not really sure what injury is. Something to do with Uh, his fire.
1: This sounds like the skip Uh, injury, but he could be out for the whole season.
2: Something's I hope. God forbid.
1: God forbid. It's
2: something to do with his fire. But my my thing is like Kulisewski's out. Bonehead (laughs) has been injured for like a month and a bit now. And for all intents and purposes, now he was meant to be our fifth choice attacker. That was the whole reason why we kept him, right? To have him there as as a safeguard, and he's missing. So then we only have Kane, Son, Richarlison, and Brian Hill, who's made who's who's literally made of um made, made mache. He's made of a toothpick. Do to you get what I'm saying? So, like really and truly, for all intents and purposes, we only have the three attackers that we can we can rely upon. And him playing all three every game. Starting isn't going to do us any favors. It leaves us short, short on the bench, and it keeps draining the resources that they that these guys have to sort of spread throughout the month. We don't know how long Kolessey is going to be out for. Big man, start managing this team. He's going to be out for like, a couple
3: of weeks. Uh, hamstring? Is it, is it two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, they say ha- a, ha- a hamstring injury,
1: minimum two weeks. Yeah,
2: Okay, that's hopefully, good. Hopefully, Listen, can, yeah,
1: you know, you know, what my thing is yeah. My, my thing is, the whole, especially... Because I have to go back to what Claude said about the whole fans bringing the club down. Listen, there are te- there are teams out there where their fans pay like extortionate fees. Go there, cheer, 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 cheer. I'll take Leicester City for, for a perfect example. Forget the fact that they won the Premier League and they won their FA up yeah? It wasn't their fans that got them that. It weren't. Yeah? They were managed well at the time. And they had a very... In fact, when you look at that team that won the league, it was actually a very good team. They understood their role. They executed very well. It wasn't fans that carried them to the bloody trophy. Stop that nonsense. It was never that. Yeah, we've had Spurs fans that have been. There's been seasons where Spurs are like, yeah, we're going to finish top four, especially under potch Like, we're going to finish top four easily. Surely we should be challenging for a trophy. Hmm. Hmm. Go check them semi-finals, big man. Yeah. <laughs> We stunk. Go check them finals, big man. We stunk. Yeah? I don't want to hear none of this. As oh, the fans that keep bringing us down. I'm not hearing none of that nonsense. I'm I'm just not hearing none of it. Sorry. The whole fan. I was even in the stadium with you guys. Which game was it? Which game was it recently this season? The Wolves game? Was it the Wolves game where, where we got the 1-0 victory from the corner? the hit
3: up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah.
1: God. Listen, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. We were pushing this team forward, and the whole match just was arse. Even the goal, we were shocked.
2: Nah, second half was much better. First Not half was much really was better. Arse. Way,
1: way better. Second it was half was way, way better than what the first half was, but the game was arse. And then yeah, the game was game up. We followed that game up with Fulham. And personally, I felt like right that first half was a was hard watch. But we turned it around and that second half was far better. And I was very proud of what Richarlison did when he came on. We've been pushing this club for far too long. Far too long to be watching this kind of stubbornness. Literally, anybody can see it. You can't, you don't need to play son right now. Yeah. You've got if especially if Kulu is injured, drops son to the bench, play a 3-5-2. Came Richarlison up top. Richarlison will do most of the work. Mook stays up there, doesn't have to drop deep, have use on, because he, he, he needs he needs game. He needs game time. I don't understand this. You know, like in football, there's fitness and then there's match fitness. Yeah. The like, I, what,
3: you I, think, I, I don't think so, man. I you don't you I, don't think I,
1: you think use can just waltz on no, and just
3: just no, be no. up to pace. In, in my opinion, like I actually feel that like Yes, this is a player who's extremely, extremely experienced in the Premier League. That lots of players, you know, lots of teams coveted him before he came. But I also kind of feel that there has to be a level of like, understanding. Like, first of all, his role will be completely different to the one that he's playing for Brighton. The expectation really. of, of his role is going to be higher at Spurs. Plus, he's playing with a lot better players, which has to be frank. And secondly, he's playing in a system that he hasn't played before. So Actually, you have to understand has. if Conte has said to him okay he's probably played in the system but maybe the role that Conte wants him to play he doesn't feel like he's be able to fulfill that role in the best that's, way you you have to give him you have to give him no, no no it's not though. it's
1: not though. I, because... I think it is I'll tell you i tell you why I think it is is because that system our system even the 3-5-2 is no different to what Potter played at Brighton it's absolutely no different Yes, yeah,
2: you're right it's not but then but it's, maybe what Conte is no asking Maybe what Conte is asking him to do is different. Maybe what, yeah, Conte, maybe what different. Conte is
1: asking him to do might be different. But this is the thing that I'm trying to explain to you guys. Yeah.
2: No, no, I, I agree. I think he has we're, to play.
1: Not, it, my thing is, I would I would agree with Conte in saying, he's not ready, yeah? If, and this is the big if, yeah? If we saw him in, say, one or two games, just, just one or two games, or a game and a half, yeah? And we're like, all right, fine. He seems a bit off the pace. He's not reading things well. He's not linking up with... Benton Core or Hoising, well, then I would agree. But when you've got Hoising and Benton Core playing 90 minutes flat, pretty much, and then you've got Emerson at right back, and all three of them in relative games are not having great games, especially Emerson out there, he's just absolutely stinking. There's not, you don't have much leg room to stand on.
2: I agree. I 100 agree. I,
1: and, the uh, thing, what, and the thing that's going in context phases, and, the, and the reason why, the reason why a lot of fans are like, "Oh no, no," is because we went seven games in the league undefeated, seven, eight games, whatever it was, undefeated. Yeah. All right, fine. We went all those games undefeated. Name one game, one game that was enjoyable to watch.
2: Southampton and Fulham. That's it. That's it. Fulham, I think we absolutely bland them from start to finish, in my opinion. Facts, and facts. Southampton, Southampton. Southampton was a, was a good performance, but beyond that, everything else has been a slog. And and I yeah. think that's the issue. That's the issue, right? Like, I I hate this this paint that Conte gets brushed with. That oh. For you to have Conte means that you have to endure like really poor football because it's bullshit. No, it's, it's that's bullshit. Football. That's bullshit. Yeah, and and that's the point, that's the point I'm making. Because we you weren't saying this last season when you were seeing us put put three, four, five, six goals past teams. Like, up even, teams. even even the games, even the games that we lost, games at like Man United, where we go to Man United <laughs> and it was actually like good football. I'm sure so Spurs were the ones that played the better ball. So I reject this notion that because it's Conte and because he has a, a tactical system that limits the opposition, um, that means that we have to endure poor football. it's not no I think what you're seeing, what you're seeing what you're seeing is Conte making mistakes with the lineup and you're seeing yeah. players players playing well below the standard. like Owen asked it's a mix it's a mix of both things. And I think there's certain things that are in his control that he needs to fix, one one being introducing Basuma. Basuma is for me, that's why like the argument of okay, yeah, he he's maybe he's not taking on board what I'm saying tactically. Okay, give him the opportunity, give him more game time to see maybe it's changed. There's only so much you can learn in training. Give him, let him feel a game and see if you're justified in your decision. Because he's only had one start all season. One start all season for a midfielder. What game was that? West Ham away. West away. West yeah. He's only had one start all season. And in my opinion, he's our best midfielder. On form, when I've watched all three at their best over the last couple of years, Basuma has been the best of the lot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, he now has to play in this team. At this point, especially with the injuries now, it's negligent if Conte doesn't start him.
1: He won't, you now,
3: know. And That's you now
2: what's Exactly. You have, cool. more. you have more mm-hmm. midfielder than... You have more midfielders than attackers now. Like you have more fit midfielders available than you do attackers. He now needs to play. He needs to play games. What? What? And,
1: one question. And, yeah, and my, I last point, my, my last point on this point, here, is, but... is
2: is um, even the whole tactical element as well. Yeah, maybe that's in a two. If you're playing him in a three, there's there's two men playing alongside him. There's two men playing alongside him. It's not one man playing alongside him. So you pad the midfield, bro. Facts,
1: My, facts one thing I would like to ask, and anyone can answer, you know, is what would you consider Basuma's one of Basuma's good traits or best traits?
3: His uh, ability, his press resistance, I think. He's yeah.
1: press
3: resistant.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, press and I think he's every he can be everywhere. Like he's so good defensively. Like, okay. Very, so very,
3: good. very tenacious, yeah.
2: Dominates the dominates the game, and I think I think what's underrated about Basuma is when he gets the ball. In addition to him being press resistant, he can actually dribble. He can actually dribble with the ball. Like he may not Drib- be able to dribble over long distances, but best believe if he's receiving the ball from Hugo Lloris or something, he can beat the press and dribble into the opposition half and give it to someone else.
0: Okay. Yes, he can. Oh, Owen, do you agree with it? It was literally like for like what I was gonna say then, like being defensively good, being able to cover ground, big spaces really well. Being a good ball winner on top of being press resistant and being able to carry the ball forward not necessarily a vast like range of passing, although very mm-hmm. adequate passing. And as I say, being able to create space by dribbling into the opposition half and committing opposition players. Cool. So we've all agreed that he's press resistant, which is something that we
1: could all agree that I wouldn't necessarily say he's Benton Kors best I think that's Ben best, what, what best
0: think? trade, to be honest.
1: I think Benton Court is actually, out of the three, I think he's more composed on the ball. Yeah. But I don't. I wouldn't say he's more press resistant. What I'm saying. No, I think is more <clears> throat> no throat> in the sense of what? I'm talking that out of the three, I would have put Basuma ahead of him. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that I hold him extremely lower than Basuma. Yeah. But I'm talking about, in terms of the three, I'd go with Sumo, Ben, and then Hoisin. And Hoisin is just literally press, fall down, ball's gone, complain to ref, try and get a free kick, yeah? and that's not going yeah, sure to sure this. No, no, that's not even me shooting. Please,
3: please bite to bite to No,
1: that's not even me shooting at him. That's not even me shooting at him. That's literally what it looks like nine times out of ten. Now, granted, he might have been fouled a few times, yeah, but more time, when the press is on him, I don't trust him to hold the ball. So my thing is, why would you have a team that needs to be press resistant in such a shape, and have multiple players on that pitch that are not press resistant? It doesn't. It, it goes against you. That's my thing. And I thought Conte liked Skip. What happened to that?
2: I think he's trying to build. Like you know, is he's, he's again? It's the stubbornness that comes in now. He does like Skip, but it's like. He i feel like he's got it in his head that he has to rinse the hell out of Hoybier and Bentoncourt because they were because they were his two trusted lieutenants last season. He now feels this season I have to rinse them. No, you don't have to rinse them, bro. We're playing a game like every three, or four days. I need to see Skip in this team. I need to see um Basuma in this team. I actually think when Skip came on against Arsenal, he looked, he looked calm. He looked calm. He did he, he did he looked, he looked calm and I feel like now he's ready to get some minutes even if you're not ready to start him I need to see these guys coming on assume um, the one I need to start. we can't keep running
3: these you know this double pivot of Hoyberg and ben ten into the ground I mean uh it, I just don't think it's I just don't think it's possible we're coming into a period where we're going to be playing what is it something like 13 games in like 40 days. Yeah, the is there's, the corner, there's, there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be using, you know, the wider man of the squad. You know, Conte was quoted as saying last season, he used to look back at the bench and he not be able to see players that could really affect the game. I'm now looking back at the bench and there's lots of players who have lots of Premier League experience, players that can affect the game. And for some reason, he doesn't seem to want to take the, I wouldn't say the, the jump or the confidence to be able to just say, OK, although you're quite stubborn in your like thought process and how you want to play on who you want to play, you're going to have to give some of these other guys some minutes. You're going to have to just free up the squad and you're going to have to allow it, allow some other players to be able to build some continuity. Because at the end of the day, that's what that's what we want, isn't it? You want players to be able to come into the squad, allow there to be some fluidity, some continuity where everyone's kind of on the same page instead of you're picking players who have had one minute here, five minutes here, ten minutes here, a half here. And then they're asking them to do jobs that they won't be able to be able to effectively do because they've just not had the the game time like you know the match minutes to be able to do so and I think that's it it just it kind of annoys me about you know Conte's stubbornness as well like that I, I wouldn't say about his tactical stubbornness but more so about his his um his in game management maybe in that sense you know.
0: Yeah, for me, it's um, it's like I think Besumas will well rounded enough to be able to come in and effectively do any role that Conte would would ask him to do. Is more for me playing this three five two in the circumstance of that being the midfield, in my opinion, would be too flat. I've said it the past few weeks. I think without a midfield three of Horia Benteke and Besuma would be too flat, especially when we've got a low standard of right wing back although if, if you had of a more attack wing minded right wing back we still can get creativity from the wing but it'll be interesting to see how Doherty does I'm expecting him to be the one that starts against Brighton but
3: expect nothing brother
0: he's gonna he's gonna play Perisic i, I can just see it he's gonna play Perisic right I wouldn't and, hate and Perisic playing right. there, though, to be honest. Yeah, but Perisic needs to rest as well. man, He's had, he's Owen, had a, few, man. a few games where it hasn't worked for him.
3: Twenty twenty two, Owen man, <laughs> and you're and you're expecting stuff from Doherty? Please, brother, let that one go, man.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty two. He's been good though. Why not? Why not?
3: That's not. That's a player of very low quality. I'll
2: be frank. No, he with is. he is a player of very low quality, but very very low quality. He plays better than
0: what team. we've we've he been is, we had under exactly. Emerson Real. Like exactly, they say. You didn't hear Conte say,
1: oh, what do you want me to do? You want me to start uh, Doherty? Am I stupid? That's what he said. He said, no, am I stupid? <laughs> you said, know what you're am doing, He looked at him and said, am I a fool? Am I
2: damn? That's what you he did. You know meant. Yeah, you know exactly what he meant. And, and I know like, what he, he meant. meant. I know <laughs> what he you meant. Mean, I know exactly what he meant. And the thing is... It's typical Conte because he doesn't need to say it like that and he knows that it's going to invite pressure and he just says it oh, not pressure, he's going to invite a pylon and and he just says it anyway. But we all know he didn't mean Doherty's crap. He meant that Doherty is clearly not match fit and you can see that when this guy comes on, he still doesn't even look fit. He doesn't. He don't look fit. So he's saying right now he's not in a condition to play for me and if he plays for me, he's going to be a liability. But my thinking is Conte needs to open his eyes that the guy that you keep playing is a liability, even if you don't see it. He is. I don't care how many wingers he can lock up. He's a fucking liability. All this talk on Perisic being us, Yeah, I think the last four games, Perisic has been dead. And I think Jeez. this season, I don't think the performances, I don't think the performances, I think he's probably had maybe like one, two like, like good performances. But what's Perisic done for us in these games? At least he's changed games in our favor. At least he's done that. At least he's provided moments of quality. Yeah, even when he would, even when he played like a sack of crap against Marseille, one pinpoint delivery goal to Richarlison. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how well Emerson defends. I really don't. Unless he's getting, unless he's getting slotted out week in week out, your defending as a wing back. In my opinion, is secondary. It's more about what you do going forward. Because for all intensive purposes, he's an attacker in this team. So I couldn't care less that you're locking up fucking I don't know who did, who did we play against West Ham, um, Ben Ramo. Fair enough, good on you, bro. What are you gonna do going forward? What are you gonna do going forward? I'm tired of it, we'll
0: man. We'll see. We'll see. Um, obviously, I... that talk of Conte overshadowed a lot of um, the prep for our a game against Frankfurt. Um I was gonna see what you guys thought of the lineup going into it, but I think we've pretty much covered that. Um he was unchanged from the North London derby and we went into the game ideally ideally needing a win. Obviously, he can't say he stuck to this. his guns. Sorry, Owen. This <laughs> and uh Emerson being a good defender is the biggest myth of all time. I don't think it's a complete myth, but
2: no, no but- The the point I'm making is I don't think it's a myth per se. I just think it's overstated. And what I mean by that is I feel like any competent defender could come in and do what he's doing, a la Spence. I genuinely believe if you ask Jed Spence to do what Emerson's doing defensively, I think he could do it. I think he Um, can do it.
3: And the thing about Jed Spence is that, okay, we don't know him at this level, but you you would probably say is that not only could he do what Emerson does from a defence perspective, but then on the other side of the ball, what would he be able to offer? He would honestly be able to offer way more than what Emerson is offering. So then you're just like, okay then. So why are you not even being given the minutes? Why are you not even being given the chance to at least prove yourself, to at least show, you're saying, okay, he's not ready, he's not ready, then show us. I'm always of the opinion, if you're a young player and you're playing at this level, you're playing at this level for a reason. And actually, when you are mature enough and you're physically ready to be able to do so, given the opportunity, you'll grab it. Let's be honest. I hate to talk about that, man, but Saka did it. You know, Mount did it. Rice did it. If you're good enough at at these young ages, at this level, and you play and you are shown or you're showing that you can do it you'll be fine this notion that these guys need to be given no minutes and one minute here two minute here doesn't make it doesn't make any sense because how are you going to know if they if they're able to be able to play at this level or not you're never going to know so you give the, unless you give them a chance and and right now i just feel that like conte and i really hate to say this because i really do rate conte as a manager but for him to continue Picking Emerson is handicapping us. It's handicapping us when when there's a player who is potentially... I'm not saying he's better than Emerson, but there's a player who has the potential to do exactly the same
2: if He's better, better. than Emerson. Well, oh, this Emerson. is it. This is it, this, is it.
3: this is it then. This I don't care.
2: I don't care tops. He's better than Emerson. I don't care. It, simply because it does not take a lot to be better than Emerson. It doesn't. He's better than Emerson. I don't care. And and the point I made about uh, if he comes in looking like Man Basaka. The whole point is that we need to actually see him play. And the longer Conte keeps him out of this team, the longer we start clinging on to Spence, clinging on to Spence. And I know what's going to happen. Spence comes in and if he doesn't have that great game, you're going to hear, oh, well, this is why he kept him out of the team. This is why he kept him out of the team. These times, G- Emerson Royale was starting 17, 18 games straight for Spurs. The, times, the last
1: time something like this happened, game. the last time something like this happened was Troy Parrott. Yeah, but the difference the, there's a big difference between this uh, this situation with Spence and Emerson and Troy Parrott, and I can't remember who he was with at that point, but Troy Parrott, yeah, <laughs> like I saw him in all them under 21. I was like, I don't see what these I mean, he scored goals, but I was like, under 21 is under 21, bro. Like, relax, man. Like, it's the reason why it's called under 21 or under 23 is because it's not it's not the prem level spence in fairness to him yeah even though he's young has played in the championship which is a tough tough league yeah now i'm not saying that everybody that comes up from the championship has the ability to play in the premier league and all that but it's a tough league so he he's already got the toughness to play in the premier league i ain't worried about that yeah it's just whether he's got the the intelligence you know, the footballing intelligence. To... That's all.
0: And uh, just to add on to your point as well, Yao, um, I know you got a bit distracted there, but not only has he played in the Championship, he's also, I, as we've mentioned on other pods as well, he's played against Premiership opposition several times and he's stood the test and even have Martinelli saying afterwards like he was a super tough opponent to play against. And this is defensively. um we don't as much have concerns. Obviously, watching um, watching him play for the under twenty ones or under twenty ones, like he offered much more attacking thrust than Ceson did on the opposite side. This is another one of our own wing backs, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if he does at least give him minutes in the in next coming league 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 games. Um, but like for for sure, like I was um. Saying to someone, we were talking about right wing backs again for like half an hour last week. Like I feel like Emerson's only really good when he's got Kulizevsky holding his hand. And Fact, I think I, he can I was actually gonna say that as well, Aaron, as well. I yeah, think he can point. do a job with Kuliszewski holding his hand, but Kulizevsky is just that good. Um where we've got no one who can really play right wing in place of Kuliszewski. And we'll get on to Brian Hill shortly, I'm sure. Um paper mache. Here he is. Oh, there you go. Yeah,
2: there he is. There's Brian Hill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm holding a pen for those who are we're listening. I'm holding a pen.
0: We've just got okay. no one that can hold Emerson's hand, and we need someone that can provide thrust in a system where I we're not. Necessarily thrust, have um, <laughs> I'll just end up having to bleep it out or pause after each time I say <laughs> it. <laughs> You know, what? you know what? You know what? You had to like, make it weird.
2: Before, <laughs> had to make it before weird. We, <laughs> before we actually, like, continue to analyse some of the, the things that need to change, though, I do think there is a positive amongst what almost feels like the worst week ever, if you would go by some some fans on Twitter. I do think that there are some positives to take from this week, despite Conte's mistakes, despite the shitty performances from Harry Kane and Son and Richarlison, I think the performance we put in on Tuesday was quite good.
0: I think it is good. I thought I yeah, thought yeah, I thought yeah, it, was just, yeah. it was just lacking in many, goals. In many aspects yeah, it was it was I yeah. thought
2: I thought we had we had more control of the ball. I thought like we were way more aggressive in our pursuit of the ball. I like the fact that our centre backs were 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 pushing high. I'm seeing Romero coming into the halfway line. I'm seeing Romero basically play as a right back for most of the game, whilst he pushes up. I mean, whilst number t- number 12, Chicken Royale, pushes up. Um, I like the fact that the midfield were more aggressive and were pressing higher up. I like that the front three were pressing higher up. I like the fact that we were able to min- um, manufacture several openings, not chances. And in fact, we had quite a few chances to score. And yeah, The, only the thing game could have
1: run anyway, to be honest with you. It was quite I an open think. game. I, it
3: was
2: not open I think, game. I think, I, they
1: think. Had, I think they had some fair chances, to be fair. They had, like,
2: two. They had, like, nah, two. No, it was,
3: listen, it was a very close game. We both had, a, I think, 11 shots. Both teams had two on target. Yeah, I, f- I think, I it, think it was knife close. I don't think yeah,
0: it was it
2: that close. It,
3: what, wasn't, my, 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 it, wasn't, it wasn't,
0: it wasn't, I think uh, we know, could have, what, have comfortably won that 2-3-0, no, to be honest. Exactly. Like, we
2: could have, I, think, but I, I think also think we, we, we could have drawn
0: or, or even
1: lost that game easily. Not on the basis of we played poorly. I don't. I don't. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying, in terms of the way the two teams played and some of the chances that they fashioned, it was. It no, no. Time, I'm sorry. The, no, the time qual- was open.
3: I don't feel so personally. I feel like it was a very close game, and I feel like in many respects, well, I thought we edged it, but the yeah, quality but I'm, of I'm trans- the quality of chances. The quality of chances that we created were way better than theirs, and our finishing yes. for the game was poor. That's you awesome. know what
2: you know what though. Like I know they had the attempts, but they had like like six or seven attempts outside outside the box,
1: and yeah, because that's what we're known for. Yeah, no, no, they did. But, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. making teams have yeah. chances outside the box.
2: But what I'm saying is they played they, they played basically set up like we would normally set up away from home to a big side, and I actually felt they they did. It. They did niche until like the last like probably ten minutes of the first half and the first I would say maybe like the ten minutes of the second half. I don't really think they had that much of a foothold. And I actually think had Son and Kane and Richarlison not treated the ball like a hot potato and actually were able to control the ball in certain situations, I think we would have had
0: at least I think that's hard from Kane, by the way. I think he was tall, I think that yeah. was his best performance this season.
2: No chance. No, no chance. No. He He's actually
0: trapping the ball more often. No, no. holding the Chains. ball up and actually finding no. his man more often than not. against okay, so no. he, no. he pinned his man
2: back. Balls, no, he pinned his man back, and I think his performance
0: this season. No, 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 might be the bar low, but I think what 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 he here better than that this season?
2: He was better against Fulham. Yeah, he was better against Fulham. Way better against Uh-oh. Fulham, and Fulham. I don't even think he played that well. But if you watch back that game, he had several touches of class in comparison to this game, where yeah, he had a couple moments where he he was able to trap the ball and hold off the defender. And for some reason, the ref didn't want to give it as fouls. They kept fouling him a lot. But I felt his general play was shocking. Always going for the Hollywood pass. A couple on the Frankfurt
0: game. Once
2: the Frankfurt game in the Frankfurt game. Yeah. He was I he think Turbs is right. I don't
3: think he, he was. Uh, was I, I, I don't think he's
1: think... great, but I don't think I've got, I will got. I can't believe I'm defending him, but I don't think I got as far to say he was poor.
3: I thought he was I poor. Th- I think all three of them Rich was no, 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 so we no.
1: Can't say all three of them. We're grouping them because we're because what we're doing is we're trying to we're trying to sacrifice to save all of them. There's only one guy that stunk out of no, all three. You, and his broken son, aka Supermook. Yeah.
2: Sorry, i will stopped talking. Go on. Sorry.
1: No, no. I'm saying that that's the guy that stunk the most. Yeah. I think I don't think the the other Mook, I don't think he was too bad. I think I think Richard Charlison. That was that was a disappointing game from him. That that was that was that was bad. You know, it wasn't a good game for him. But he doesn't need to be on the right hand side. He needs to be on the left. That's where he's comfortable. That's his bread it's and just... butter. Man comes in on the left. Who come? You know, he doesn't mm. like that that whole right hand side. He doesn't know about right-hand side cutting on the left. He, he doesn't like that. That's not his thing. That's Kulu's thing.
3: Yeah, the, I, I think as well, just like, I feel like, yes, he shouldn't be playing on the right, but there's a balance that Kulu gives us in terms of his style of play that I think Richarlison, um, whether Richarlison's on the right or the left, I don't think he kind of gives that if we've got Son and Kane in the team. So I just feel that, like, I don't know, personally, and if I'm going to be real with you, I just feel like in the last few weeks, there's just not been that good a synergy in in the front three. I feel like, and I'm just being real here, I feel like all three of them are, like, quietly greedy. And they don't seem to be playing, like, well. The team is doing okay in moments in different games. But I feel like the minute it goes to the front three, it's either not sticking, and if it is sticking... The passes aren't being made, and when the passes are being made, they're poor passes. When the finishes, when the chances are being created, the finishes are poor. Like, ugh, I just feel like there's something right now. It's in that like front three at the moment. That's just not, it's not clicking. Something just seems a little bit like we just need to. I don't know. Something needs to be sparked in maybe one or at least two of them. But I just feel at the, at the moment, all three of them, they've all been starting games and they've all been playing games together. And you would think that. Especially with Son and Kane having quite good fluidity fluidity between each other, that it would be better. But I don't know. It just it just feels like nothing's nothing's really working at the moment in that front three. I don't, and I can't really put my finger on it. I can't really put my finger on it. I don't know. I can, but I, but I definitely feel that like when Son and Kane play, having Kulu gives us something that Richie can't give us. So that's why I feel that Richie playing in the front three with those two doesn't really work for us. It doesn't work for us. One position, one positionally and two, I just think that, like, and I like, I just feel the profile of attacker is too similar. They need to be one of them that's kind of different, personally.
0: So he established the, the general performance up until it gets to, got to the final third was, um was somewhat good. I think one of my favourite things about it was We'll see the president of the centre back set with um actually players being brave on the ball and showing in good positions to receive the ball at the right time. Um and a decent amount of tempo control. I feel like when we start games sometimes we, we tend to rush attacks quite a lot, try to just flick it round corners and just try like one touches to get through on goal in like that many that, that amount of passes as well. And we managed to sustain pressure for frequent periods against Frankfurt, but again, like the, the front three were just that poor, not in a finishing sense, but we just couldn't create for each other that well. Like th- those, those over hit balls across goal were something which I, I haven't seen since I played like under 12s, 11 aside football for the first time. And I was just hitting and hoping it was, it was weird. Um, Personally I felt Richarlison was a bit worse than the Sun in the sense that Sun was actually still offering an outlet when he was running in behind to stretch Frankfurt to allow us to play safer passes. Um but then see Richarlison, who again I would say he was the worst of the of the three, he came off for for Brian Hill. And a lot of fans have been calling for him. Playing for him to at least get some minutes and rally, so obviously he should be using the squad. I feel like he'll got a decent amount of minutes, but we've already alluded on his performance. Um well, I mean we've summarized it, but we've not properly gone into it. yeah uh, <laughs> you're laughing. Did you wanna take that one?
2: Saying, but
1: my thing on. is, yeah. How long has he been in this country?
0: Oh. I, I don't know what we're doing with him to me. I think Ohio tweet something I think have, like, he needs need to go to on five thousand calories a day, and that's not even like I mean, obviously, it was tweeted. No, jokes, he needs, to, to, he needs be to be
2: eating pounded yam. He needs to be eating pounded yam and effort every, that's it. every
1: single
0: day, small man every single day.
2: Man food. He,
1: he needs, needs fufu, yeah. Listen, if you want real base, yeah, and tops <laughs> are seen <C> me <meat> on <laughs> Saturdays, yeah. I don't I don't just get you know mullet off the ball, bruv. Yeah, He needs fufu in his diet Yeah, This boy is
0: struggling I've never tried it, but I feel inclined to agree Listen, Jale You will
1: enjoy every part of the succulency Of the the dough In the soup But that's for another day and another story Listen, mm. that Hill kid You can t- Look, he had one moment in the game Where he lost the ball He fell down, got back up Got the ball, turned around Like, dub-stepped two-man quick. And then he was off. And then he fell down again. (laughs) And that's the problem. And that's the problem. I was like, you can't have all that sauce and be falling over like this. Like, big man,
2: stay on your feet. Like, it's, oh, my God. And, And this is literally it in a nutshell. Like, he's quite clearly talented. He's got good dribbling. And I think he's got decent football IQ. Like he's not, when you when you watch him play with the ball at his feet, like, like he's clearly not a bad player, mm-hmm. but he just has no muscle mass, or muscle mass whatsoever. He has no no ability to hold players off him. He doesn't have that quality in this league, and it's it's probably the easiest thing that he can do that's in his control, which is put on weight. I would love. I would love to be as skinny as he well, I wouldn't love to be as that, that skinny, but I would love, I would love nothing more than for me to actually get hench. I just need to eat loads of stuff. Like he's literally got he's got stuff that most people want. They want the ability to be able to just eat whatever they want. Just put on size. And it's not even just on him, it's on the club as well. Because it's like we bought this guy, we didn't buy this guy for chump change. We bought this guy for 20 25 million euros plus. Lamella. All intes- all, intensive purposes, that's at least like a 28 million quid deal. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. And we still lack some sort of a plan for Brian Hill. We know that Conte doesn't rate him enough to play him, yet we haven't put this guy on a specific diet plan to get stronger. Yeah? We, we didn't take ample care of his loan deal this summer and didn't bring anyone in to replace him. So we now left him with us this season. And he doesn't get any minutes. He's just wasting away. My whole yeah, thing is the club, should, the, the club should have the club should have done something in the summer with him and and, and Papé Mate Saar. Like I get, I'm all for buying talent, but you got to know what you want to do with them, right? And it's like, okay, they they're staying here. You want them to get minutes. I want the, I want these guys to get some minutes here and there for us. But with Brian Hill, even when he gets minutes, it's painfully clear. That physically, he's just below the standard. He's way he's too.
3: Skinny. He's, he's way too. Doesn't skinny. Have, way too skinny. He doesn't have. doesn't
2: mm-hmm. have body. Doesn't have the body strength to hold people off, even if nice, he's got bro. great skill. The guy will just muscle him off the ball, bro. Nah,
1: yeah, man. Honestly, that Frankfurt game, when he when he dubs the man and was off to the races, I was like, oh, okay, fine. And then honestly, I couldn't. You couldn't even make this stuff up. On on, I remember on Pez back in the day. When you'd be running away from a player and because of your pace, the player behind you would just fall down. That's what happened to Hill. He just fell down. I couldn't understand it. Man just lost, lost all equilibrium and just fell to the ground. Nah, man. He really like, I do what how hard is it to put my man on one of those Bayern Munich German diets? Like, isn't this stuff available on
2: YouTube? Thing, isn't it?
1: Like, get man hench or die trying. 50 said that. I
0: don't get. It. I don't get it either. Like this, this plan we have when we sign these young players, it's mm-hmm. it's been non-existent. I know we signed him at a time where we were trying to kind of build more long-term, and then we got Conte and just scrapped all that whole plan. But it's still, like while he's at the club, you know he's going to spend at least the whole of preseason with you, and you're looking for him to play games in England within the next year or two, right? So, what, like, why we haven't had him on any kind of bulking... Kind of program, even if he was due to leave again for Spain, nice. is is mm-hmm. beyond me. But now, now I'm thinking, like, no, there's no chance I think we should even think about loaning him to Spain again just to yeah, do that. Thing. I, and yeah. I, but at the same time, I, I'm not even sure I'd even want him to play Carabao Cup games. Like, he, no, he,
3: I've, I think there's potential. I, yes, he, he has to play Carabao, I Carabao this, Cup games. I, I, think think in he, I think there's some potential. I think there's some potential. Yeah, just give him a run, give him a run, let, let him just go. Express themselves and show the manager what they can do. I, I, I feel maybe to put them into first team opportunities in the league and Champions League is a bit, is a bit. Uh, I would say it's probably a bit rash, but definitely there's opportunities for them. And I, and I don't know. I still feel that like you know, like like Tope said, he has qualities. He has qualities which lots of players in the team don't really have. Um, you know, the ability to almost beat someone one on one. Very, very good feet. <clears throat> he's happy to hug the touchline um he's got low center of gravity like uh, i think there's i think for I'm, a young not, player there's there's I'm, still some good there's still some qualities there there's still some qualities I'm, there. I'm
1: not too sure why conte i don't get that and i'm i'm going to say this i don't understand why conte doesn't like him I, I mean i do understand on the the side of he's not to you know That's hold it. off a man but like and this is going to sound so cliche but like he's body type pause is no different to Foden. They're about like the same right? Like, yeah. so I'm like, how can this guy, how how hard is it to just use your arm and palm somebody in the chest the and face? You
2: don't have the strength. You don't have the. I don't, don't think he knows
1: how to use his body. Pause.
2: He doesn't have a body. No homo.
1: Whoa, 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 <laughs> big man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I said no hope. I said pause. Like big man. He so doesn't have you can't. Full the, thing is, the thing is, players like Phil players like Phil Foden, like Bernardo Silva, like they they, they're very hard to get off the ball, even though they have like a, a slender frame, like when they're on the ball, it's very hard to shake them off it, even when they're running with it or whether they're in a standing position. Brian Hill just does not have that balance.
3: He doesn't... Yeah, it's true, it's true. That's a very yeah. good point. Even like maybe, the way maybe maybe,
1: yeah, maybe it's not it's not within his DNA. No,
3: even even probably like the way that that's a good point Toe's made. Even the way like players like Foden and Silver the way they dribble, the way they carry the ball, they almost protect it. Whereas if you look at the style yeah. of dribbling that um, Hill has, it almost feels like he's always on the cusp of not controlling it. He's always showing the defender a little bit of it. He's always kind of on the run with it, as opposed to it's in his close, close control. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think he just needs to just... I don't know. I I wouldn't say it's poor from the club, but if the club realise that this is a young player who needs a little bit of support especially on the physical side like I feel like I feel like the club have done like good things with someone like cess why why can't they do the same with with healer i don't know I feel like cess ces looks to me to be a lot better physically um a little bit more robust than he has been in the in the past um and I don't think ces and heal are too different too different in ages i don't i don't think i don't know
0: it's a weird. Well, I think Sess is more off his own initiative, but yeah, yeah, it'll be um another one to come. Maybe he'll get some Carabao Cup minutes and we'll get a better look at him. Um, we'll see. Now summarized the Frankfurt game. Obviously, we finished that 0-0, couldn't score. Not a bad result. Got a game again. A quick turnaround on the weekends. Um, mm-hmm. with probably another European game straight afterwards. But preview the. Brighton game yeah. slightly. Um, not so much a score prediction but how will work? I guess you'd want Conte to set up the team. I see Eric Dyer looks like he's got a bit of an injury as well. And um it's kind of up in the air with what uh Conte will do with the lineup, even with his predictive nature. So how would you want um I guess him to or who would you want him to go for? I'd start with uh I'll start with you, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm at this point where the guy's too stubborn
1: for me to even predict it. There's no point in me saying 3-5-2 because it's more than likely going to be a 3-4-3 three, three, and it's going to be pretty much the same bodies. He might change Dial because of the, the injury, but that's about it. you know. So I, I actually don't care. Until, until I see change, I don't care.
0: Okay. So you want to see change? Okay, that's fair. Uh, Goldberg, what say you?
2: Um, I want a three-five-two, 5 2 and I I feel like I felt like he was going to do it against Arsenal he didn't do it I felt like he was going to do it against Frankfurt he didn't do it but I'm going to keep sticking to it I think he has to play it so I'm going to go for a 3-5-2 I think Kane and Son to start Basuma in the midfield please Benton Core and Hobie start again Um and if Dyer's is injured I expect um, Longley to go centre-centre-back and I expect Ben Davies to come to the team to play left centre-back, and unknowingly, even though Spence should be starting, I have a feeling that, like Sai said, I think Sai alluded to on the chat, I have a worrying feeling that he's going to play Perisic, right wing-back, which he doesn't look anywhere near as effective in. But mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's going to do that, when in, really, in reality, he should just
0: play Spence.
1: He, he just shouldn't be stubborn, that's all. <laughs>
0: But a lot of the best managers in the world are right, like very stubborn. It took a couple of years of Liverpool fans begging Klopp to sign like a decent centre back to replace Lovren for them to become a better team. I
1: I think that's wrong because like when we say stubborn, yeah, I think everyone thinks oh the best managers are always stubborn. They're stubborn to a degree, yeah, but you'll find that a lot of managers even the most stubborn ones, they're more stubborn in terms of their style of play, not in terms of the personnel that they choose to pull that play off. Yeah. So Ferguson was very stubborn. He was an extremely stubborn manager in terms of the style of play United had, but he might one day drop skulls to the bench and play freaking um, Fletcher.
0: Gibson. <laughs> and yeah. people will be like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. And it would work out in his favor. Like that's like Conte. Is not only stubborn in his style of play, but stubborn in the personnel he's picking. That's that's a lot of stubbornness.
0: Thanks. Um, um I think that, that's also fair. I think um our starting centre backs have to be um what hope said long lay centre centre back, Ben Davis and uh, Romero. Hopefully Romero can take the initiative at Brighton like he did last season. Um him getting forward obviously helped us a lot. Um, Just in terms of uh, sustaining pressure and um, making up numbers in midfield. Um, Although we may not even need that. I'd like a... I'm going to go skip... I'm going to go skip Hoi Bian basuma Wait, are you Um, going 3-5-2? Yeah, going 3-5-2 as well. And ideally... Because Doherty still doesn't seem match fit, I mean, if he's saying, um, if Conte's saying that Doherty still not necessarily match fit after the international duty, which he had played games, then I'm not necessarily thinking about starting him, although I would definitely consider him as an option off the bench with Spence ideally starting. He's, uh, which, uh, he's not stupid. That's, that's and young, and Sessing Young uh, left wing back and yeah, uh, Son and Kane up top. It's my thing. But mm. I think this is I don't I don't expect any kind of result out of this game. I'm not I'm not confident, I can't lie. Interesting. I don't I don't want to
1: see Sanchez um on this pitch, but I, I have a I have a scary feeling.
0: Boy, if that he plays centre centre back, then um I would echo those scary feelings. No, scary feelings still. So. I don't
1: think we're going to play a 3 5 to you guys. If we do, please feel free to cook me in the group. But I think we're going to play play a 3 4 3. I think it's going to be the exact same team minus Emerson. The exact same team minus Emerson and possibly minus Dyer if he doesn't get an injection um, in his foot. No cocaine, of course. All
0: right, fair enough. <laughs> tops contemplating said cocaine there. no um,
3: no I, I think um i think we go 343 three. um they've been playing that they they they've been playing that all season i think we'll match them the only difference <laughs> i think i don't know um i was watching the, like when i watched the game and i saw the knock that i think Dyer got i think he'll be okay I was it an impact be, knock? I can't remember. It was, a, it. It, it was an impact knock. Yeah, I oh, think okay. he'll be. If it's it just I the way he, he was limping it. off the team, I don't know if you oh, saw no, the that's, video. Yeah.
0: That's,
1: a, that's just like um, inflammation. Once, once that's gone down, we'll know whether yeah. he can walk properly or not.
3: I think. Um, I actually think Basuma starts because he knows these guys. He knows this team. He probably knows the weaknesses as well. How um, nice.
1: How nice of you. To start him against his former guys, yeah, I, and I uh, think as well, like the the,
3: the, turnaround, the turnaround is too is too short for him to just trust those guys to play another another ninety. So I th- I think we go 3-4-3. Three, three. I just feel like if we match them, um, I personally feel that man, man to a man, we we are better as a team. But again, they've been, they've been in really good form. It is going to be and third against fourth. It is going to be third, third against fourth. And they've got really, you know, really good um, sort of double pivot. Calcedo's playing in a, in a good moment. McAllister's a good moment. Gross, Trossard and Welbeck's, they seem to be really, really causing a lot of problems. But I just feel, again, like last season we went there and I thought we played very, very well um, in the away game that we won. Um, so I'm I'm thinking that we can get a result. We can, we can turn it around. I feel this is just a, li- a little bit of a blip if we match them and give give them a good goodish game, I think we can we can definitely get a result.
0: Perfect. Well that uh, wraps up our um our stream and podcast for tonight. Thank you for everyone who's um who's been in the chat it's been lively tonight. Even thank you to you, Claude, who um I think tried to take aim at all of us on here but impossible. We welcome we, it. Uh he took aim, I didn't say he hit or missed, you know. <laughs> It's okay game. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up. Obviously, we try and uh, get a stream out every Thursday evening. The audio will be out Saturday morning. Um, but for now, thank you to the cast here tonight and uh, peace.
1: On debut, Tongue Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwine has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on
2: debut! Oh yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.